Sorry, it's high. My fucking really classy intro on my phone right there. Oh, yeah. What level of Mega Man is that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Good good question. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Millennial Meltdown podcast. This I'm is, here this with is uh, James Linder Barnett. James Linder Barnett today. Uh, this is take two uh, because my fucking audio crashed on my computer uh, and I didn't realize it until an hour into the first recording. So... We recorded for 11 solid minutes, and then I lost all audio. And we're starting so from scratch. I have almost a full hour of video with us completely silent. You should so just ad-lib over that. Dude, wouldn't that be great <laughs> if me and you sat here like the next podcast and just tried to fucking... Mouth-dub over it. Tried to figure out what we were talking about and mouth-dubbed over all of it. We would do commentary over it and be like, this is what we were thought we were talking about. Dude, I'm just... I'm so livid about the last podcast. We had to take a 15-minute break. Well, let's just glance we over the things we talked about. Bit. We talked about video games. We talked about video games, uh, Majora's Mask, uh... Vice City, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. We talked about Dustin Hadlock. We did, we a, talk, show we did a show over there at his house just last night. Just last night, we got super high together. We smoked blunts and blunts um, and blunts. We talked about you're from Chandler. Chandler, yes. Uh, we talked about wrestling. Did talked you say that about, already? Talked about Mick Foley. We did not. Uh, Mick Foley, the great one, dude. Love, dude. Love Cactus Mankind. Jack. Cactus Jack. The, the many faces of Foley. That's Mrs. Foley's baby boy. We talked about um, religion for like way too long. Actually, we did. We probably should have should have stopped it. Like way point. too long. Way actually, too long. yeah. Um, talked a little bit about movies. I hardcore nerded it out on radio policies and how Spotify's FCC changing violations. The game. And yeah, that's in the Titanic. And we talked about people getting too comfortable at open mics. We did also talk about that. So. We talked about comedy a good, a good so little bit. So that's what you guys missed out on. Yeah, um, sorry, sorry. We'll probably go it. over it again some other time. Jesus except, Christ! Except we could probably go over Dustin's party again because that was fun. Lots of lots of good comedians out there. Dustin's house last night was a really good time, man. It was one of those things where all day I was literally just looking forward to to hanging out with the comics that were going to be there. Fuck yeah, with such a stacked lineup. Yeah. There's a lot of really good people on that show. Like I wasn't even like I wasn't stressed about having a good set or like doing well or anything. It was purely like oh, I'm going to go hang out with the bros tonight. Yeah, yeah. Even, even if my 5 minutes doesn't go well, I'm still going to have fun with these people right. on this goddamn show. Right. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun last night. It was a lot of fun. It was cool, man. I'm glad it, it cooled off, too, because I was sweating bullets at the yeah, beginning of the night, Yeah, I was really dude. worried about the, oh how hot God. his backyard was going to be. It was the first time I've ever done comedy in shorts. Uh, last time I did his house, it was still daylight out. Yeah. And, Jesus Christ, I was sweating on stage. I bailed, like, two minutes early. Really? Yeah, I was like, I, I had never been under this kind of pressure of sweating my dick off on a stage before. Dude, doing an outdoor mic in Phoenix is different. Like, there's a couple outdoor open mics. Like, Tempe Tavern or something like that? Yeah. I've never and been like, there, but. I, I can't do outdoor open mics during summer. Like, Devontae's <sighs> at Jobot. He does Jobot downtown. And uh, the first one, it was July, or maybe June, I think June, 
And I was just standing there, and I was like, bro, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, like, it is so hot. I just like, went, I went and hung out inside for a bit because, like, it's just out on the patio, but you can go inside and, like, order drinks and shit. So I was just chilling inside. I was going to say it's a throwback to Waiting in Line in Improv Mania, but Waiting in Line in Improv Mania is still like that. <laughs> yeah. That's something we didn't talk about. Yeah. So I met you at Improv Mania. Um two years ago now doing like some of my first open mics ever yeah i remember seeing you there and uh yeah you were talking about how you and gavin started around the same time going up there yeah for sure yeah me and gavin chris started the same time period i remember specifically when i first saw gavin because he had the brightest yellow shoes i ever seen really yeah and i think he still wears those goddamn (laughs) shoes all the time honestly for gavin i mean that makes sense he, he's got such a bright personality. How long, when I met you, like, like July 2019, how long had you been doing comedy? Probably just over, just about a year that, that time. Because I think I started July 22nd, 2018. Okay. So you're like three years in then. Yeah. Okay. Just over three years in now. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, we talked about how I started comedy too, out of spite. We did. Yeah. You started out of spite. Yeah. I didn't tell you why I started comedy, though. How did you start comedy? So you started, to sum it up, you started comedy because you were at a bar that had an open mic going on. Yes. I was drinking, and, and I, I had no awareness of an open mic. And it got, you got to pull that mic up to your mouth. And I, I was drinking, and I was no awareness of the open mic going on. And a guy roasted you. Yeah, he was asking uh, who's a fan of pro wrestling in the audience. So I raised my hand. I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. And then he just immediately just was like, well, isn't pro wrestling like the gayest shit ever? Just half naked men touching each other. Yeah, it's just like talking all this shit about pro wrestling and its fans. I'm like, well, I'm glad I answered your fucking question. I was like, this dick bag made me feel unwelcome here. Yeah. I was like, if I ever do comedy, I would not do that. And I'd be way funnier than that motherfucker. Yeah. And so... Out of spite, I just started doing comedy, hoping I'd run into him and just shit on his set. It's pretty great. It, it's but you never good. did run into him. Never right? run into him. It's one of those things where you you find someone you don't like him, and then you just don't cross paths ever again, That's even though so you want to show them up for some reason. Right. Hold on to that hate in your heart. You know it'll drive you. Yeah, <laughs> I totally understand. Definitely have been there. Um, but yeah, I started comedy so like early maybe late 2018 early 2019 like january i um so i used to live in flagstaff and moving down to phoenix one thing i was super excited about was being able to go to comedy shows yes um because like you i've always been a big comedy fan like growing up like i used to watch snl all the time i loved like the tonight show with jay leno and like I was always a big Conan fan. Oh, yeah. Um, Any funny movie, like even uh, Nutty Professor. like Yeah, but always just a big stand-up fan. Like, I loved um, watching Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, Ron White. I grew up with Dane Cook, just like a lot of kids Dane in our Cook, generation. Yes. Um, I liked watching Ellen DeGeneres. I liked watching... Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg was a lot of fun. But I remember, like, having, like, comedy DVDs. 
and like George wa- watching Carlin. watching stand up specials. I was watching like Red Fox and George Carlin at like such okay. a young age. I remember watching like um, Nick Swartzen and like Jim Carrey's like stand up yes. specials on like Comedy Central. Nick Swartzen was a, he's still pretty good, but I mean um, his shit was killer. But even in college, so like college, I uh, they had touring comedians come play the college. So Daniel Tosh came. I saw him like two two times. Um, Key and Peele came to NAU, Ooh. and I saw them live. Um, I saw Nick Swardson live. Um, so I was always just a big fan of going to stand-up. So me and my wife started going to shows, and we went to this show up at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy up north. And whatever whoever was hosting, I don't know who it is, and I've never met him. I've never seen him again. I don't know who it is. You know his name? I no, and I've never like seen the person. I've never heard these jokes happen again. But he hosted the show, and he did five minutes of cat jokes. And at one point, he even asked the crowd to meow with him. Oh no! Like I'm not like like legit like people were like meow like no. in the yeah. It was weird, bro. That's cringe. It was weird. I mean, and. And I don't do the best jokes, but that's cringy. I was watching this guy, and I felt very uncomfortable for five whole minutes. That's what exactly how you want to make the audience feel. And it was one of those things where I looked at my wife, and I was like, I could fucking host this show. Like, you know what I mean? I was, like, like dead in my head of, like, I should fucking be up there. Like introducing why, these. Why is that not me? Fucking like I was like I could do way better jokes than this. Fuck like for five minutes. Like you yes. know what I mean? That's the that's that feeling I had after and, the wrestling asshole. And to me, it was like, and like so I've always been a writer. I've written a bunch of movies and stuff. Um, so like I'm I was always really into writing. So I took that moment and kind of was like I'm gonna write some jokes. So I started like writing some jokes at home and like kind of building up the courage to go do open mics. And I started, like, it probably sounds so fucking, like, shitty, like, like dumb, but, like, I started following, like, local comedians on yeah. Instagram that I could find, like, Phoenix, like, I started looking up like, Phoenix I could, comedy shows. I could find shows. these people around at open mics and watch them for free. Yeah, so I started, like, following some local comics, and, um... A- any favorites? Uh, no, nothing that I want to, like, say. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah, um... Name, name one, name one. There's no, gotta I be one you're not. There's gotta be one you're okay with saying. Um, one guy moved actually. Oh, okay. So Nick, I still follow him. I'm still. I, I would. I think I'm friends with him. I've talked to him a handful of times. Nick I've some, met him in person. Nick something. Nick G. Um, I can't remember his name, uh, but he moved back to Boston. He was a comic here. For sounds a bit. familiar. I probably ran into him once. Um, but I started like I I added some people like that. Um. And, like, uh, followed them. I, like, I went to comedy shows. I asked a couple of comedians, which is, like, so dumb. Like, now that I think about it, I, like, went up to some people who I knew were comedians when I went to comedy shows. And, like, I was, like, I'm thinking about getting into comedy. Like, what should I do, you know? They just, like, go to open mics. Yeah, they all were, like, just go for it, man. Go to some open mics and shit. Is the only advice they can give you because it's the best advice it's the only advice you can ever give someone who's never tried stand up. And now I know that, but like 
before doing stand up, I didn't All the advice in stand up is so vague. It's like Yoda giving advice. It's like But it's like here just I am. Just keep going. Here I am this fucking 27-year-old guy. I'm like, "Hey man, I'm thinking about trying some comedy." You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's um, awkward when you're if you're older than the people who are doing it than you. It's like, "Oh, all these people are young and like they have right. so much more time to get better than I have." Right. And uh, so I fucking looked up open mics and worked up the courage to, like, just go to one. Was Improv Mania your first one? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But I went... So I went to Improv Mania, um, like, a Thursday in July of, like, 2019. So, like, I was working up the courage to, like, go do stand-up for, like, a solid five months, dude. Like... Oh, yeah. It takes it takes a lot. Like, re- like thinking about it, and then I was like, I'm going to finally go. I'm going to finally go. Like, you know what I mean? And so I went to an open mic and I watched. I went to one improv mania and I just watched. And I sat there and watched for probably like two hours. Um, and I just wanted to see like what happened, how it ran, like if people were good. like. And then honestly, dude, watching that first open mic, I went home like there's no reason I shouldn't have gone on stage tonight. What was the craziest thing you've ever seen at an open mic? The craziest thing? Yeah, have you ever seen any, like, crazy, like, people doing crazy things? Um, I don't know. Not not that I can, like, think of immediately. Probably before you started, then, uh, there was this guy at Improv Mania. I mean, was... I did a, my, I did a, a set at JP's with a clown, so that was pretty wild. That's pretty crazy. There was a sword swallower who did a set, like, right after my did set. Did I tell JP's. you about that? There was a clown on JP's I show? I heard about it, but I didn't know you were on that show. Yeah. That what was that like? It blew my mind. Was he was the clown good? Yeah, he was okay. Bullseye clown. I mean he did stand up just like a clown. He looks he looks like the average homeless clown. It was different, dude, that's for sure. Was he drunk? I feel like he a clown should be drunk. Because I'm an alcoholic and I wanna see a side clown. Um, no, I don't know what his deal is, but, um... Did you talk to him at all? Yeah. I mean, he was just a normal guy. Hanging out in the green room? Said he's been a clown for four years. Used to do stand-up in the 90s. <coughs> thought he'd mix thought he'd mix them together. What Give a, it a shot. What a transition. Um, I remember... So, I really liked going to Bubba's open mic at the Grand on Sundays when he ran those. Um, and one time, it was, like, kind of during... Um, like the election period ish. Uh, I don't fucking remember what the political climate was, but it was an awkward time, like in society. Isn't it? Isn't it always? Kind of, yeah. Um, but people were like, it was like a, a handful of comics in a row bombing and also doing some questionable jokes. And so, isn't it always? This, yeah. <laughs> and so this black dude. Who wasn't a comic who was just there. Isn't it always? No, he, like, was walking by. I, I don't even think he was, like, at the venue. He was, like, on the sidewalk because it was, like, on the patio He just heard there. comedy. I was like, let me get in on this shit. Well, no, he, like, heard something he really did not like. Oh. And so he went up and he was like, can anyone just please say something nice? Can p- someone please just get on stage and say something nice for once? And I was just looking at everyone like, what the fucked and we were all just kind of like whoa man and he, he was like this six foot six like gigantic black man like you know what i mean like no one was challenging this guy on his efforts to address us all 
and Bubba was just kind of standing there. Pure. Bubba was like, uh, hey, man, this is just a comedy show, dude. Like, r- relax, guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's the host. He's trying to calm things down. And then I was going on stage next, right after that guy's rant. Oh, oh. And I got on stage and was like, I am not the guy to follow that <laughs> guy, dude. Like, and I just went up there and did some, you know, standard jokes. <laughs> like, I was just, I felt uncomfortable the whole time. I was like, is that guy going to come back and murder me, dude? Like, what the fuck? That would make me uncomfortable, too. I don't know if I've seen anything that crazy. I've seen, like, some dude yodel for five minutes straight. That was uncomfortable. I mean, I saw one comic, local comic, do, like, he said he got on stage and did pie. He was like, I can, I can cite pie up to, like, the 50th, 50th place or whatever. He's like, get out your phone and test me. And, like, he's like, 3.14159, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, just going on it. I mean, that's pretty impressive, but, like, it's not funny. I was just sitting there like, this is so uncomfortable, man. I was like, why is this happening? (laughs) And then that same guy did a belly dance. He pulled up his shirt and was like, dude. You think he was, like, all there mentally? I mean, it's a local comic. He's like he's around still. Yeah, I don't know his name specifically, but he works at like House of Comedy or something. Oh, well, I hope he hears this and he stops doing. He's the never gonna hear this. So. I hope he stops doing the pie joke because that's fucking stupid. It was unbelievable. If I ever enough. saw that, I'd I'd walk out of the room. But that's the type of shit, man, that I see people doing on stage at like a book show, and I'm like, goddamn, what what kind of motivation? Who? booked this but i'm like what kind of motivation to like continue doing my stand-up you know like if that fucking guy can do that well if he's killing then <laughs> right then, then we'll uh let's just rethink then this we're all thing. in trouble bro if that guy's killing this guy gets to like the fifth number of pie gets like a big pop from the crowd dude i couldn't imagine. i was i was right on those first five numbers that's the most i know of pie 3.141 uh, i was impressed thanks bro i know blueberry Blueberry. And pecan. Pecan pie. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was special. But yeah, I mean, to what you were saying earlier of like, we used to sit, we used to literally sit outside, outside in the heat, mania. just dying in For the heat. For hours. For hours, bro. Because if you didn't get there early, you didn't get a good spot. Right. It's still like that. But it started so much later. Didn't it start at 7 before? It started at 8. It started at 8? Yeah, we'd have to get there at like now, fucking... Now it starts at 7. It starts at like 6.45. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, no, so it, was, it was always 8. Oh, was the sign up, to start, sign up was at 7 before then. Right. Okay. Right. And then the show started at 8. Right. That's why I'm fucked now going, dude. Because like I used to... I used to show up there. You'd show up at like at 6 and six, get an okay spot. Yeah, I'd show up at like 6.30, dude. And yeah. I would I would get like a top 15 spot. Yeah, there'd normally be about 10 people there. Like, I still be, had five yeah. slots reserved for girls, I I'd think. be down. No, 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 no. That wasn't a thing. They didn't have any slots reserved for no, girls? No, two years ago? No, dude. I don't remember. And don't get me started. I'm sick of that fucking shit, dude. I'll defend it. I'm not going to defend it. I'll defend it. I, I think it's annoying as shit. I mean, I as if you think about it historically, women have been bumped throughout the history of comedy. 
I just think if you want a spot, like fucking show up like the rest of the comics. I, agree. I just think I, that's what's. I equal. think it's 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 a toxic mindset to like get mad at it though, because it's like it's not it's not up to you. It's up to the person who owns the comedy club. What bothers me about it is when, um, like how Dave does it, I can appreciate it. Where he puts spots on the list and puts like female comic spot and then they can like go on that they're still penciling their names in the what really bothers me is when the when the mic starts at eight and you show up at eight thirty, and then you go up right when you get there i think that's still happening it's definitely happening but that's what bothers me the most um but i just think it's ridiculous that like like my favorite mic is just showing up putting my name on the list and going up in that spot yeah. It drives me nuts that I'll sign up on a list and at number 20. And then get bumped. And then I get bumped by, like, eight female comics who showed up two or three hours later than the rest of us did. It's not an illegitimate gripe, but... You know what I mean? Because it's, like, in the interest of time, that pushes me a full hour back on the mic. When I've heard other people talk about it, though, it's like they just get such a bad mindset about it. They're like, oh, fuck these girls. They don't want to talk to us and hang out with us. It's like, no, dude. It's like they don't even have to think about it. It's not their fault that they're getting special treatment. Oh, I don't care about, like, that at all. Like, oh, I know. I've heard people get mad at the girls, though. It's like, it's not their fault they get special treatment. Oh. They're like, why don't they ever come out and hang out early and talk to these other comics? It's I like, absolutely am not mad at the girl comics. Yeah, no. I I get I get what you're saying, though. I just think it's like... Ten girls will show up, and then they bump ten dudes. I just think beers respectful of everyone's time like i got here two hours early to get my name on the list in the top 10 i deserve to go in the top 10 yeah and if your name is there they shouldn't be able to bump anyone right like i don't deserve to get bumped down to number 20 because 10 people showed up after the mic already started yeah. it's just how i feel about it. It, it i i do like the idea of designating spots for it but like maybe he should designate a couple more spots so it doesn't bump anyone else yeah maybe I mean, just put every other... For, for them to just show up and go up when people have been waiting there for hours is pretty fucked up. The show up and go up shit bugs me. And I know there's, like, this comedy hierarchy where, like, the longer you do it, like, the more treatment you get in that capacity. I do get a little little fussy when I get there early and I'm, like, first in line and there's already three names on the list. You gotta talk into that mic, dog. When I get there early. <laughs> it's so much show better. Up. There's three names already on this goddamn list. But yeah, that's exactly what I mean, man. And it's like, how do I get my name on this list early? And they're like, I have no answers for you, bud. But that's exactly... Show up earlier. I'm like, how can I show up earlier than when the fucking sign-up starts? That's exactly what I'm talking about. It just irritates me, dude. It's just like... I And I'm, I'm also... I do understand that I'm also like older than a lot of the comedians. But I also take a lot of my free time like a lot more valuably. Like spending three hours at a mic and then making it forced into four hours because people bump me, like that shit enrages me, bro. Yeah, there's been nights where I spent like four or five hours at Improv Mania. And yeah. it's like it's fun, but that's a long time to hang out somewhere. Yeah. I can't. I can't dig it. I don't. That's why I don't. That's why I haven't been able to go to Improv Mania and then JP's back to back because it's been just too long of nights. Yeah. I do plan on doing it eventually, just so I can get my reps in. Well, that's why I stopped going to JP's, man. I haven't been to his open mic in three months. Because uh, g- genuinely, because the last time I was there, I was number eleven on the list, 
and I got bumped down to like number 22 on the list because of how many people were showing up and going up like legit at the beginning of the mic. And like, I, I think sh- like if you want to give people special treatment and like they show up and the list is already 35 deep. Cool. But like make them number 20. Yeah. Make them number 25. Especially when everyone on that list, they're paid money. Right. To Why be do you, on that we all paid list. money. Why do you put them up right when they show show up and walk did they pay more money than you like what happened there right but that's what drives me nuts dude that i'm like dude i was supposed to be 11th on the stage i'm going up after the number 20 slot it's like i don't have time for this i feel like if it didn't happen like as frequently as it does at mics but the reason i complain about that is because that doesn't happen at other mics dude Oh no, Dave! It happens at club mics. I feel like Dave at Improv Mania. He doesn't just put up people like right when they show up just because he likes them. Only, <laughs> only like Hector, but Dave kind of does it for. I feel like he does it for, for Hector people. every time. But Hector's funny. But that doesn't happen at a mic that Devonte's running, Josh Harrison's running. Um, it doesn't happen at fucking like El Charo and like all these other mics and shit. It just happens at the club mics. At JPs and improv. Where the owners are trying to like be nice to the season. There's not any major clubs running open mics right now, huh? Uh, there's actually an open mic at Tempe Improv this Wednesday. Ah. I saw them posted on their Instagram. It's what time is that? This Wednesday, I think like seven. I can't uh, go. I can't uh, no, go. We're booked on that. We're big. We're both booked on the grid. That'll be a fun show. Who else is on that? Oh, Gavin's headlining. Yeah. I wonder yeah, how much time, time Gavin dude. even has. I love Gavin. Yellow shoes and shit. I already mentioned that twice now. Hell That's yeah. gonna be a fucking good night to just hang out again, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Roll get a blunt, a co- hang out. Get a couple of drinks at the bar. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely bring a blunt for that. I I have the next day off too, so I'll be I'll be drinking, going to improv me the next night, possibly hitting JP's up after. Have a busy week of comedy. This is a busy week of comedy for me. I did a show yesterday, doing this podcast today, and then those shows Wednesday and Thursday. That's good, dude. It's good to stay active, dude. Get those reps in. I have slowly come to realize that like half of doing comedy, and I genuinely think half. Of doing comedy. Just hanging out. Is making connections. Yeah, hanging out, making connections, making friends. Not just hanging out, because, like, you can hang out with the same five fucking people all the time. But, like, meeting all the other comics. Like, last I'm night. I'm trying to make an effort. I'm really bad at it. Like, last night, I introduced myself, I'm pretty sure, to every single comic that showed up. I'm pretty sure. I definitely didn't do that. I might have missed one or two. But, yeah, almost everyone. Like, I'd never met Lou Moon before. But, like, I made it a point to, like, go introduce myself and shit. Like, that's just half of the battle, I feel like, is, like... Yeah, I've met Lou Moon a couple times, but I don't know if I've ever had a full conversation with the guy. He He's a nice guy, though. I like his comedy a lot. He was really nice. Yeah, but I feel like that's, like... It's, um... It, you can't say it's just as important as being funny, because, of course, being funny and... Writing quality jokes are the most important thing you can do, but it's half the battle though, because you're not you're never yeah. gonna get booked if you don't make any connections. Right. Like I was listening to Mike Turner on this podcast. You know who Mike Turner is right. Uh, is that this week tonight or yeah. whatever? Yeah, yeah. This week sucks tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was saying he so he books don't um 
Don't Tell Comedy. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Where it's just like a secret location pop-up shows. Yeah, those, so he those books look those. really fun. He books those in L.A. And he said, like, one big thing for him of, like, if you want to get booked on that show and he's never seen you do stand-up before is, like, getting another comedian that he knows to vouch, to vouch for you. I don't know anyone that would vouch for me. But he said that's, like, what he takes way more Wait, seriously. Wait, he knows you? Yeah, he's done my podcast before. All right, vouch for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said he, he'll take that he'll take that over you like sending him a video of your standup. You yeah. Because if someone he trusts says you're funny, then why wouldn't he trust someone he trusts? Right. So it's like making those connections and like performing well in front of people and all this shit. Like it's all just a big part of it, you know? You got to stretch your time out. You got to get that, that tight five into a tight ten. Oh, man. Yeah, that's for sure, dude. Just got to keep writing, dude. That's, I think that's the best way to get there. That's my biggest thing is like... I'm like, my goal is every time, like one of my like newer goals, you know, is like every time I go to an open mic, have like another minute, one new chunk. That's, that's new. Like at least I try to test out at least one new joke or one new tag every time I do it open. Yeah, man. Just something, just a, just a little like nugget. That's like never been done before. Ideally, I mean a handful of new shit. Yeah. Sometimes I'll bring up like four or five new jokes and if, mm-hmm. at th- if at least three of them work, I'm proud. Like I'm yeah. like, okay, fuck yeah, I got I got the batting average higher than fifty percent. Yeah, like I've been telling that Black Lives Matter Florida joke. Oh, that's funny. And like that's like I've I've said it on stage like three times now, and it's like that's like something that like I just wrote a few weeks ago, and I'm like I gotta I gotta just keep coming with shit like that. Yeah, I got I got the wording on a couple of jokes wrong, like that dog grooming joke. I really like that dog grooming joke I have, but I just get the wording wrong on it sometimes. Yeah, like I have this vegan joke too. That I I can't get the wording on right half the time because I'm so stoned. Yeah, so I just I just cut it from my act for now yeah. until I until I practice less, it. Gotta get less stoned, bro. Yeah, I've been able to tell tell the vegan one when I'm coherent, and it always gets a laugh when I'm coherent. But if I get too stoned, I get the words all mixed up, and I'm like, oh, I've said the wor- wrong word at the wrong spot. Yeah. Fuck it all up. Yeah. Uh, misordering your jokes can really be like a dagger. <laughs> I told a joke backwards last night. I told a set of jokes backwards last night. I told the punchline before I gave the setup <laughs> to the joke. And I just said it backwards. And it still kind of worked, but in my head I knew I was fucking it up. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, fuck! Like, I was like... <laughs> but, oh, man. But sometimes, like, you just gotta, like, lean into that shit, dude. You gotta roll into the punches. Yeah. You gotta be honest with the crowd. Yeah, man, when you fuck it up, like, you just gotta... You just gotta make it seem like you didn't fuck it up. Oh, yeah. If you lean into it, the crowd will, the crowd will know. Yeah. They, they can read you pretty well on stage. Yeah, man. Stand up's such a cool art, man. It's like unlike anything else, and I really think yeah. it's like an art. My favorite part of stand up, and it's part of the reason I, I got into screenwriting, also, is like ri- writing movies. I always thought was really cool because like I got to be the one writing it, and it was like just me. It was it, like it was it was on me whether or not it was going to be good. It was on me whether or not like I fleshed out an idea fully. And it's the same with stand-up. It's like, it's on you and you alone. Like, dude, it's up to you 
whether or not you're going to be on stage in a silent room for 10 minutes or not, you know, that's what's, that's like, the sweet spot of stand up too. Cause the gratification is instant. Yeah. You man. can hear the reaction live. You can see yeah. the reaction live, but it's all on you. Like that's like, it's like, yeah, you can't depend on someone in the audience to yeah, fix your joke. There's no one else on stage with you, dude. There's no one else with the microphone. Like you can't say what else, what else and have someone else tell you what else. Right. Like that shit's all on you. You gotta. No you one's gotta gonna have, jump in and save you. You gotta have things that not everyone has, which yeah. I, I don't have a strong memory, but that's something you need to have for stand up. Dude, I can't wait until I get to do like a forty-five minute or a sixty-minute set. I'm excited for my my first ten minutes that I got coming up. So I've never done one before. So. When's that? Uh, it's that Improv Mania coming up uh, September. Poop poop. Let me look it up. Uh, dead air sorry oh you're good dude <laughs> is that for the breakout show yeah the breakout show i'm booked sick. on the next month in september sick dude i'll have to try to be there let's see it looks like uh friday on september 10th and then thursday the 16th okay oh it's on a thursday uh th- yeah they got bumped down to thursday because jamie kennedy's there the day after does that mean we're not having an open mic then I bet it's going to be part of the open mic. Oh, I wouldn't, fuck. I wouldn't be shocked. I wonder if I can do two sets that night. <laughs> like, let me do the breakout show for 10 minutes and let me get another five minutes set at the open mic. It would make sense. Yeah, I, w- I would be happy with that. There's no way. He has to cancel the open mic, right? He's going to do the open mic after the breakout show? I, I would imagine. That would be kind of nice, though, because you guys would get a bigger crowd. Yeah, I would. I'd be happy. Or if he did the break, no, he couldn't do the breakout show after the open mic. It'd have to be a breakout show then open mic. It'd have to be before the open yeah. mic. Yeah, I imagine though that if they're doing it that night, then they probably don't have the youth theater in there that night. That's that could be. I don't know. I don't. I I got the flyer on my phone now, so I look it up. I gave them a headshot, and they did not use it. <laughs> it was a really bad headshot of me. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like, whatever. I think it's because of the one I sent them. I was smoking weed in it. They're probably like, I don't want this on the family-friendly place of the fly. You sent them a headshot I was smoking weed? a blunt. I was like... That's awesome. And they're like, no, nah, we're going to use the headshot we used with you last time where it's your awkward face zoomed in. That's awesome. <laughs> I've, thought about, I've thought about paying one of these photographers to do some headshots. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be worth it. I, I really need one now that they're asking me for headshots on shows. It's one of those things where I fucking hate pictures of myself. Yeah, same. I'm not a big fan. And, like, the idea of, like, posing for someone. It feels stupid. It feels dumb. Yeah. It feels real dumb. I know it'll pay off in the long run, but, man, it's... Like, I haven't done, like, a full-blown photo shoot since that one I was smoking that blunt pretty much. I was I've on the mountains walking my dog. i photo shoot. Um, my girlfriend had a nice camera, so we well, just took that shit up. I lied. I did photo shoots for my wedding. Ah. I did, like... Use a headshot from that. Yeah, right. Well, I didn't yeah. get any headshots. Those were, like, tux. couples photos. Just crop your wife out. I'm just kidding. Wearing my tux. <laughs> yeah, look like a jackass. <laughs> it's just, like, your ar- someone's arm around your neck in the headshot. How shitty would that be, dude? I imagine it's been done before. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I'm still so enraged that this isn't like a two-hour podcast. I know we were we had such a flow going, and now uh, I mean we still have a pretty good flow going, but we had a flow going. We were fucking 
great on that last podcast. Dude. Yeah, we'll okay. get there. We'll it's fucking a, do it. Again. It's a mythical podcast. That we'll do another one. Recaptured. We're eating sandwiches and shit. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do this again. I had a. Lo- I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, how, sure, how deep man. are we right now? Thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five. Fuck yeah. I would like to. Um. I my. I've said this before. But my ultimate goal would be when we have book shows and I have homies on the show, I would like to do a podcast like the weekend before the show Mm. with like some of the comics on. Big old podcast. Yeah. So like before Dustin's show, we just had Dustin's show. It would have been sick to have like you, Devante, and Dustin over. Do like a joint podcast maybe. Yeah, well, I have four mics. Oh, you have four mics. I have four okay. mics. Yeah, this is all this is all Jeremy's podcast. No, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So we just fucking I'll have a bunch, of, bunch of millennials. Devonte sitting over here and Dustin over there, and we'll all just be chilling on a podcast. Yeah, together. dude, that'd be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, but I've done a couple group podcasts before. I just haven't been able to do a whole lot more because of COVID, and well, I'm just trying to get back in the swing of things. I'd say we're just about there, man. At least here in Arizona, people don't seem to go, fuck. Right. My ultimate plan is to, when I buy a house, either building a podcast studio in, like, my backyard or, like, a garage or some like kind of situation. Like Yeah. But, like, air-conditioned, like, yeah, nice. Yeah, like, like a second guest house or something. Right. But just for the podcast. Just for a podcast. I mean, it could be simple. Yeah, like in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where they have the, the pool house. Right. Right, exactly, yeah. like a pool house. But even just a, like a shed, like you're saying. like No, you need a pool in there now. I'm just kidding. An insulated shed. Um, but yeah, having more of like a legit studio. I like your setup here, though, man. Your setup here is uh, real sweet. But, yeah. But it's not a full-blown studio, like you're saying. Yeah, I'd like to have like a, just a studio. Well, and that, like we could smoke, like, you know. Probably soundproof would get a little loud. Soundproof it, have nice chairs, have like a whole nice setup. Because this is also like my gaming nerd station. This is where I do my my screenwriting, my writing and shit. So you stream from here? Yeah, I stream right here. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just like to have a little more official. May have a little little green room section. Well, if some, you ever do a group weed. podcast, I'd love to be a part of it. For sure, man. Yeah, we'll make it happen. I'm Hopefully, big. big do, pe- Big fan of this shit, you know. Do a lot more in the future. Yeah, we'll figure it out, dude. You a fan of any local podcasts? Nope, can't say I am. Fuck those guys. Yeah, it's just like, it's one of those things where like, I'm ingrained in the podcast I already listened to. I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to your mom's house. Your mom's house is pretty good. I listen to... Um, Two Bears, One Cave. I like listening... Yeah, I love Two Bears, One Cave. I listen... Yeah, it's better than your mom's house. I like listening to um, Bad Friends with Andrew Santino and um, Bobby Lee. You ever listen to We Might Be Drunk by Mark Norman? Uh-uh. Mark Norman and Sam Morrell. It's really good shit. See, I think I would really enjoy that. Yeah, that one you should check out. I like that one a lot. They talk... They, like, do bits and, like, uh, stuff that, like, gets on their nerves and stuff, like, every week. Okay. Yeah, they meet up once a week, drink, and the, the whole point of the show is they just get drunk and... But just shit like that that, like, I'm like, I already have so many podcasts I'm a fan of. It's hard to catch up. That I tried to, like, and, like, weekly podcasts that, like, each week I yeah, try to listen to. Yeah, like, Jeremiah Wonders. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I work from home, better. 
So I throw on podcasts almost every day. Um, so it's like, if I get through those, then I'll probably like look for others. But there's usually just so much content already that like I'm, I'm filled. I try to keep up with the local ones because normally you'll find out some cool shit through them sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I uh, like, I like, uh, I mean, Seth balances is okay. I just did it the other day. Uh, big couch, low couch. But uh, my favorite, I think, is the Coconut Cuck Boys. Those, yeah. Those guys are funny as fuck. Uh, Chudy or Gao, Andrew Oriano, and Chris Herb. I heard of it. Yeah. I can't get on board with the name, but I appreciate what they That's doing. one you should probably check out just because they're always shit-talking local comics and burning all the bridges. Really? Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a fun show, but I'd I'd rather they not mention my name on it, just because every time they mention someone's name, they start shitting on them for five minutes. That doesn't seem like a good thing to be doing, though. In the burn local, all the bridges. Yeah, the I I'm pretty scene. sure the local female comics aren't fans. Jesus. I mean, Chudier is pretty abrasive they, as it is on stage, but on their podcast, I think they all kind of are like, they yeah. They shit on female comedy a lot? They shit on a couple female comics pretty openly. Really? By name. Really? Yeah, it's entertaining. That's shitty. It's not nice. It's That's entertaining shitty. as fuck. That's shitty. Uh, it's not something I would do. It's not I something mean, I would get down do on. Do whatever you want, but I mean, dude, the, the more I do comedy, the more I honestly just respect the people who give it a shot oh anyone who's willing and to try it like i've always told myself i wouldn't be one of those like older comics at open mics that's just a blatant asshole to the new kids uh what's that gatekeeping right like yeah. i don't want to do that shit and like but like to me like i just feel like i think it's so impressive that you're going out there and giving it a shot as a whole, it takes a lot of balls. Right. That I'm like, who am I to like try to judge what you're doing when two years ago, when I was starting out, and two years isn't even that long, arguably, I'm still starting out as a comedian, you know? Yeah, we're still in the early stages. We're all new until we hit that like 10 year mark, you know what I mean? They say you're not good for like eight years to. Yeah. Dude, vapes make me sneeze too. Yeah, it's I don't know what that thing. is. I think it's because I exhale through my nostrils. Um, but like, if if people just blatantly shit on me two years ago, it would have been the worst feeling. And I don't know what would have happened to now. But like, it's just like I know I sucked two years ago. Yeah, I I have my recordings of every mic I've ever done on my phone. And I know. I'm kind of glad people didn't tell me how bad I sucked. Dude, I know my first fucking four months of open mics were dog shit. Like, I, I am absolutely aware. I was bad for my first year. Absolutely. And, I mean, that's where we all start. So, like, when you shit on comics and you're like, oh, they're not funny, dude. Their material's not great. It's like, well, give them time, motherfucker. Like, I could go back and rework some of those jokes and make them funny. There is funniness in there. I just didn't know how to use it. Right. There's three jokes I still have from when I started that I think are all killers. I'm going to get another beer. Oh, absolutely, man. Do you want one? You good? Uh, uh, I'm good. This beer is halfway full still. But nah, man. It's, it's like those uh, long standard jokes that you can keep in your arsenal forever. Like, Do you have anything like that where you use like, oh, I use this in my first year and I'm still using this shit? Yeah. A lot of my one-liners are... Not a lot of my one-liners, but 
most of my one-liners are, are pretty old jokes that I've reworked from other jokes. Yeah, my set of jokes about my wife being Mexican. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not the exact same jokes I used to tell, of course. No, they've I remember those better. jokes in your act, though, and you sharpened them. Yeah, they've gotten better, and I've refined them, and I've changed words in them, yeah, and I've changed the flow of that it. That part of La Familia tag I remember you had a long time ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I always thought that was really funny shit. And when you hit it the other night, it was like in a different order than I remember. And I thought it was fucking killer. I just know how, I just know the, I know the flow of like how to say it now. Yeah, you got to order your jokes right. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but also the timing. I know how to let the beginning of that joke sit before I go into like the punch, like you know what I mean. You gotta let your words breathe, mm-hmm. and then uh, if you hit it in the right, it's got it's like a rhythm. It's like music. You gotta hit it in the right swings, and then right. you get the laughter, basically. But that's the thing, dude. Like, and and I've listened to like so many comedy podcasts. Like, I like looked up comedy advice podcasts, all sorts of different shit, YouTube videos of just people giving advice on comedy. And, like, listening to Joe Rogan and shit, like, I learned early, earlier on of, like, I have to tell a joke 40 or 50 times on stage before I fucking figure it all out. You know and I mean? you have to be committed to it. Right. You have to be, like, oh, I know. You have to, if you don't have confidence in your joke, the audience won't have confidence right. in your joke. But it's, like, I learned so early that it's it's okay to reuse stuff. To say the same fucking joke every open mic as long as I'm trying to make it better. As long as I'm fucking with the word choice, fucking with the flow, learning the timing. Like, Because if you're doing the same exact thing week in and week out, you're not learning anything. Right. But learning all those nuances is such a main component of comedy of, like, like learning. Um, like, I do this joke about... Um, you know, people are upset about me having a COVID wedding. Yeah. Even though they weren't invited. And like, I know that like pausing for long enough on that joke and hitting the right word and then pausing hits that joke differently than just flowing through it. Absolutely. Cause or, I've got jokes that don't work on paper, but you say it out loud with the pauses and it works. Exactly. But if you just read it straight out, like, fast, it's like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. not that funny. Sometimes when I write jokes, I'll either write, I'll, like, write dot, 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 and then the punchline. Yeah. So visually I know, hold here. Because if you don't hold, there's there's no dramatic pause for what the fuck you're about to say. Right. But then also learning how long to hold those pauses. Oh, yeah, you can't hold it too long. Right. Like, it's like that perfect, perfect little amount of time to stay silent. Normally it's like you can, like, look around and do, like, a quick smile to the crowd and then drop the punchline. Where they kind of, like, they're kind of leaning in, like, You're what's he going to say? But if you wait too long, they're like, ah, fuck this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Or if you say it too quick, you get the negative reaction where they're like, oh, that was not a good joke, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of those, too, where... Uh, is just off-putting if I say it too fast. Right. You got to, like, hit the right timing of the beats. And playing with, like, jokes and, like... Like, I used to... Um, I used to start my set with jokes about my, like, wife being Mexican. And now... 
I hit those jokes later five or six minutes into being on stage if I have like a seven minute set. So it's just like all about using them when you need them and like working them into like the yeah, flow. Yeah, you know, to, you know to save the heavy hitters in the back. Mm hmm. What the fuck was that? That sound good. No, your pup. Hope your pup's okay. You gonna go check? Yeah. Well, you just I don't know. Say something. I'll fill some dead air. Um, check me out. I got stuff going on. I'm James Leonard Barnett. I got an Instagram page. Uh, James Leonard Barnett. All James Leonard Barnett. All one word. What else do I got going on? I have dates. Do I have dates? Let's see here. What the fuck? This Wednesday, uh, the grid. Jeremy will be on that show as well. Mesa. Twenty eighth. I have nothing going on. Okay, that's good. I gotta go to September. Ooh, month. There we go. Like I said, uh, September 10th and September 16th, I'll be at Improv Mania. And on September 24th, I will be at JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert. It's going to be fun shows. Lots of heavy hitters on that. And uh, we're going we're gonna to break out. We're going to fucking do a 10-minute set. Have lots of fun comedy. How's your dog doing? Fine. You feeling the dead air, dude? Uh yeah, I just <laughs> told them all three of the dates I have. I got a new puppy a couple weeks ago, and my older dog Crypto just bit him. He's probably getting in his face. Yowza! But he's fine. We be partying. <laughs> Fucking dogs, dude. Uh, I love them. Did I do stop while you're gone? No, we're still recording. We're good, dude. It All looks right. like we're good. I have a little bit of anxiety after the last time, you know? Shell shock. I think we're okay right now. The video look okay? It's not too bright? Not Bro. Too... I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you were nitpicky as fuck last time. That's why I was like, let's mention it. Yeah, it's but funny. it's perfect. Look how well lit you are. You're right. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm looking great. This is killer. God, dude. I can't wait to rewatch this back and be all vain about myself. Oh, you're great, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Hearing that dot... Dude... I heard that dog yap through I heard it the too, headphones. And I knew I was like, he's got to go check on it. And was that like, was that was pretty loud. My wife went to the store, so the dogs are just down there and they're playing. I'm sure my I'm sure the puppy got in Crypto's face and he fucking snapped at him. He, he one That's time way to learn. One time, my dog Crypto bit another dog's ear in half. Fuck! Because the dog jumped on him while he was like sleeping. And, like, he was not having it, you know? So his natural reaction was, like, he bit at the dog. Nipped, right? And he bit the dog's ear, and then the dog, you know, pulled away as fast as they could. And then so while he was, like, cl- clamped down on the ear, the dog pulled away and ripped the ear in half. And, yeah, just blood everywhere. Just the worst That's experience. so shitty. Yeah, it was my brother's dog. Ow. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had bad dog fights I've broken up before. Yeah, uh, it was like all it was like because if it's a family full of pit bull dogs, and like they were all friendly, but like they were food aggressive. Yeah. So like any little bit of food was on the floor, they they would get at it. 
And one time they were all got at it one all at once, and there was five of them. Yeah. And so I had to break them up, and like one of them bit down on my hand super hard. I have a scar somewhere on here. I think it's right oh, there. Oh, that sucks. And but they they got each other too. Like they like ripped each other's necks and stuff. Like they were bleeding all over. There was blood on the ceiling. Yeah. It looked like a crime scene, dude. Like. Yeah. We spent like the next two days cleaning blood off like the the walls and the ceiling just because like these dogs would not stop fighting over Fuck. food. That's wild. Like, we got them separated, and then they were all giving each other dirty looks and shit afterwards. Like, whenever we tried to get them back together, like, we can't even trust them in a room together for, like, a month. Yeah. It was rough, man, but they're all good dogs. Well, I mean, most of them are dead now, but... <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Cancer's a bitch. Yeah, it does suck. No dog lives forever. They all go to heaven, according to that movie. You gotta pull that shit up to your mouth. They all go to heaven, according to that movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> keep yelling at you about it no i know i'm i'm probably too stoned for that and the beers aren't helping but dude i know it's been a good podcast i know we've been we've been podcasting for like almost three hours now we have we have just about hit the three hour mark but it's two and a half maybe an hour for the listeners on here or we're 52 minutes yeah oh my goodness. it's a really it's really good podcast practice to keep time checking the listeners while they're listening they love it. it they're gonna keep checking in they're gonna be like oh well we know exactly how much time is left. They don't. Yeah. You definitely kind of come back and do another one. We were honestly, we were supposed to do a podcast forever ago, over a year ago, probably mm-hmm. would have done one like April, 2020. Honestly, we, 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 we were we scheduled. Have. Yeah. We were slated to do it. And then the, um, the pandemic hit and yeah, and COVID like, we both felt uncertain about it. We were like, well, maybe let's not do it right away. Yeah, dude, Honestly, man, I had, I had about four podcasts scheduled last year, March and April. And I just canceled all of them. And I was like, who knows? And then of course we went on lockdown and like, I mean, we closed businesses and it was just a whole thing. And then I got COVID last year and I mean, just the whole time 2020, I didn't feel comfortable inviting people over to my house as a whole, you know what I mean? And so the idea of like inviting someone over and sitting at my table and doing a podcast, like it honestly, dude, like it was off the table, even, even to March this year. It was still kind of weird, you know. I I feel sketchy working at Walmart. Like uh, all these people coming in unmasked and they're coughing their lungs off and shit. I'm yeah. Like, uh, you guys know it's still going on, right? Like, dude, it's just like I know we're not all vaccinated out here in Arizona. Like, right? I'm not saying people need to get vaccinated, but fuck, I know your coughing isn't gonna help anyone. Dude, it's just it, it's just been a strange time, man. I did two. Paranoia. I did two Zoom call podcasts last year, How just to try to make it work. You know, like how was that? I it was, it just felt like a phone call. Like it just felt like we were FaceTiming. You did it for this podcast or for someone else's? No, for mine. But um, it it was the type of thing where, for one, the audio quality bothered the shit out of me. Yeah, because you can't control the other guy's mic, really. Right. Well, I had really good audio and video, and then other people were just on, like, laptop webcams. They're all crackly, like, ah! And using, like, the laptop audio or using, like, phone headphones. And it just sounded like we were on the phone. 
And I was like, dude, like half of, in my opinion, half of a podcast is you like being here in front of me. Yeah, the crispness. And like we're just talking right here, and there's no distractions. The fly it's just on the us. wall aspect of other the than dogs getting murdered downstairs. There's no distractions, you know. But like on Zoom, like I was doing a Zoom podcast, and someone just got up and walked away because Ooh. they had to like go check on something. They ordered a pizza or something. But it was the type of thing where I was like, uh. So what's going on? Like, it wouldn't happen if they were just sitting in my house. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I was not a fan of the Zoom podcast. I did a couple Zoom mics last year. You remember when Devante was doing, like, Zoom mics? I heard about them, but I never did any. I did, I think, four. How did those feel? I did not enjoy them, dude. You can't get the real reaction. Again, I use my quality mic, my quality webcam. So, like, for one, someone roasted me on, like, my first one because they're like, dude, we can hear you, like, breathing in your mic. And I'm like, well, of course you can. It's a good fucking mic. Like, you know? (laughs) People are rude. And, and, uh, like, waiting for some kind of reaction over Zoom doing comedy was one of the most awkward experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Half of the thrill of stand-up is to get that reaction from the crowd. Right. And if it's a delayed reaction, right. that'll fuck your whole mojo up, man. Right. Like, oh, these people are laughing 20 seconds after the joke I told because there's a delay on this fucking stream. Right. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. It just sounds like a complicated way to make shit work. Yeah, it's just the strangest shit, dude. I guess it works if you're recording it and you're going to listen back to it later. But other than just doing it for the practice, it doesn't sound fun. Yeah. It's just, yeah. All of it, dude. COVID was just COVID ruined a- entertainment for everybody. Yeah, all forms of entertainment. I was supposed to go to like three wrestling shows the weekend everything shut down. Yeah, they all got canceled. I was so mad. I was like, they're not gonna cancel it. Then the day they're like, we're canceling. Well, and it. it's like it's like part of me like so. I've always had this like the big thing of like I I don't know where what I what I heard it from, but of like you can't compare suffering like it's one of those things that like a topic that is very unfair to like judge people for complaining or like talking about their whatever is their struggle whatever their struggle is it's not fair to be like shut up because there's people who have it worse yeah it's like well in your experience your life whatever your struggle is is still your struggle So, like, my thing is, like, part of me is, like, I shouldn't complain about my life during COVID because it wasn't that bad. I didn't die. I didn't have relatives who died during COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that type of shit. The bright side. But at the same time, I'm like, COVID was a motherfucker and it ruined my life. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, it took away a lot of fun moments that we were supposed to have. Right, Like, from everybody. Like, we were supposed to live our lives for a year and fucking that shit was just gone. Like, Like, we were just chilling instead. I was, like, hitting my stride in comedy last March. Oh, I was getting to a point where I was comfortable without my notes for five minutes on stage, and then that all got ruined because I just yeah. missed for almost a whole year on stage. Right. I did miss. I missed. I didn't do comedy for about 11 months. I went as soon as I could. As soon as I was like, they're open? I did I'm, not. I'm there, bitch. 
I did not. I wear a mask and tell these jokes at the same time. I have a lot of I have a lot of personal opinions about all that shit, but I get it. Like I get why people got back out there as soon as they could to do comedy. Yeah, as soon as someone felt comfortable running a mic, I was like, I'm comfortable to be at this fucking mic. I get it. The the crowds were sparse. I started doing comedy again as soon as vaccines came out, because in my opinion, at that point, it it became. If you want to leave your house vaccinated or unvaccinated, there's a way for you to feel safe yeah. about going out. So that for That's me, on them. right. So that for me was like, it's past the point where I'm endangering people because they're also accepting the risk of like being out here. I mean, I still double down and wear my mask while I'm vaccinated and shit because I don't want to catch it and still spread it to someone who's unvaccinated. Yeah. I, oh, Dude, wearing masks never bothered me. I like, I like the wearing mask. I think like, it's fun. When when it was mandated and like I wore a ma- when I went to Hawaii last month, Hawaii was still crazy with masks and shit, dude. And like airlines, airports, you still have to wear them. Yeah. So like I wore a mask for like straight 14 hours one day, you know, cuz oh, I like yeah. went to the airport, flew on a plane, went to Hawaii, had to wear one the whole time I was there until I got to like my hotel room. And, like, it just, it genuinely just doesn't bother me. Like, I bought a really comfortable mask. Like, it, it's not like it hinders. Some people just get in their own heads about My stuff. life. Like, my breath doesn't suck, dude. Like, you know, it's just like, I feel like people overreacted about the dumbest shit last year because they had nothing else i know a lot of people were like oh this mask makes it so hard to breathe i'm like what are you doing in the mask it makes it hard to breathe but i think the biggest thing is like people had nothing else going on they had no plans they had no family reunions they had no birthdays to complain about exactly they had nothing else to complain about so it's like masks are ruining my life dude and it's like oh you don't think this pandemic's ruining your life, bro? I'm pretty, <laughs> sh- I'm pretty sure COVID did that, not the mask. You, yeah, it's like you don't think uh, this worldwide fucking flu is fucking bothering, <laughs> ruining your life more than the mask is. Like 200,000 people dead, but you know, this little mask is fucking you up. That's like the, it's the funniest shit to me. I think it's crazy because there's like deniers for it. Like it's the fucking Holocaust deniers and shit. Like it's like, yo, you guys are really going to be like, yeah, this isn't happening. Right. That's that's kind of wild that you just say that. I just don't give a fuck. My biggest thing is though, like mandating them um, for dumb shit, like making people wear them outside. I was like, this is dumb. I don't know. I think the va- making people get vaccinated is kind of crazy. Like forcing vaccination. Forcing vaccinations should be illegal, and I hope we start suing people. The, the vaccine IDs that they're trying to do in New York or whatever they're doing in New York. It's unconstitutional. That's not opinion. cool. They shouldn't force anyone to do anything they don't want to do. Dude, that type of shit for me is like, uh, like if they I don't want to run around in danger. Let them run around in danger. That's their American right. I don't know how people aren't writing about it. To be honest with you, like we rioted last year because a cop killed a black guy. People were burning buildings. It's a it's a heart that's a harsh thing. It's a it's a fresher wound in our society. But I'm saying this is something that genuinely is taking rights away from everyone, and the most unvaccinated population in the country are black people. That's what they're saying, and no one's talking about that. 
So we're like the Republicans we're, are talking about. We're that. literally already affecting black people by these vaccine ma- mandates. I hear, like, I, I hear a lot of white people talking all, about that. Are, are black people saying that they're the least vaccinated people? I mean, it's just like statistically. I know I've have personally talked to a couple people, black people, and they're vaccinated who are uncomfortable with vaccines, just because the history of yeah 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 yeah. Of not trusting the government with medicine and shit. The, the uncomfortable history, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, but there's been NFL players who have come out and said that they don't support vaccines. Like they're gonna lose their jobs, and most of them are black. I'm just saying, like, like the fact that we as society aren't like fucking horrendously pushing back against the vaccine passports is sad. I think like. People, people are protesting in Australia wrong. about it. People are protesting in Italy. And I think it's only a matter of time. I think right now with it just being New York, people are like, eh, it's just New York, whatever. But when it spreads nationwide. How pissed are the people in New York, though? People are going to lose their fucking minds, dude. It's not going to It's not gonna go down in Arizona. It won't because, well, we have a fucking Republican governor. Yeah, he he's real hard ass about this. But shit. if Biden mandates it or some shit, dude, I mean, I I think riots are gonna happen, bro. Ugh, I'm not excited about that. I wouldn't be shocked either. Just seems plausible. But I mean, people are like, oh, it's uh, part of the revelations. It's the mark of the beast to make you I carry a passport card. Bro, like. I didn't get to, like, see a lot of people last year to, like, talk about Black Lives Matter and all that shit that was happening. But the shit that happened last summer, bro, was fucking wild. Did you go on any of the marches? No. Oh, I did. No. They are fun marches. But I watched them online. I saw a lot of the shit happening in Portland and fucking San Antonio and fucking Philadelphia and wherever the fuck, you know? I did did two two in downtown Chandler and one in Phoenix. The one in Phoenix is crazy. There's just way too many people. I mean, it's just... Once that shit... Once that shit starts, dude, it's hard for it to, like, go away. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, every demonstration I went to was peaceful, Lots of fucking right. police chants, but peaceful besides that. Well, and what do you think is going to happen the next time something negative with police is in the media, dude? With all this COVID shit happening and all this extra shit on top of it. Like, the disband the police talk will get louder. The defund the police talk will get louder. The worst thing that's going to happen, dude, is they institute these lockdowns or um, oh. vaccine passports. And then the police start brutalizing people for not being vaccinated. And then I think shit's going to hit the fan because that's what's happening in Australia. That's what's happening in Europe. I like, have you seen any of those videos from Europe of like people protesting? I read about them, but I didn't watch any of them. It's wild, man. I think it's just too heavy for me to read when I'm stoned, which is most of the time. Yeah, that's fair. But it looks just like the Black Lives Matter protests. I mean, it looks the exact same. People are getting gassed, man. I saw it, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're gassing people. Tear gas, riot Riot shields. shields. Like, yeah. Batoning motherfuckers. It's disturbing, man, on like a grand scale. It looks like some movie shit. Shit that's straight out of movies. Like, I I can't even fathom what that's like to be around that. For sure. I'll tell you one thing, though. 
the last year made me so happy to be an American and live in this country. Like, seeing what... Dude, New Zealand had one COVID case and locked down their entire country. We have a lot of freedom out here. We have all of the freedom that no one else has. Some people view it as uh, stupid, but I think it's smart that we're allowed to do whatever we want. Yeah, man. It's. I mean, it's everything. I mean, it's like... I mean, they don't even have freedom of speech in half these places. They can't speak out against the government lockdowns and the vaccine passports and shit. You know what I mean? Because it's illegal. Unfunny countries with no (laughs) no comedy. Right, dude. That's very just harsh, harsh lands. Like, what do you think this is? Joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, though. How are you feeling, man? You feel like this is a good place to wrap this podcast up? Yeah, dude. I feel like I feel like we did enough over here. I think you so. guys have fun listening to this because we had fun recording it. Ah, oh, man. I th- the first hour and fifteen that no one's ever going to hear this was, legendary podcast some, that we recorded. It was some magical podcast material, and I really enjoyed it, man. I mean, I think this last hour uh, was a little different because we got in some you got pretty stone. We covered kept, a lot of topics. In the kept first drinking. Hour. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good spot to wrap it I up. I have fun. You you need anything you need to plug? I, we're plug, gonna I already be, plugged all my dates. We're going to be at Growlers, Grids, and Games. Um, Mesa. In Mesa. 7 o'clock. On August 25th? 26th? 25th. 25th? I think so. August 25th in Mesa, Growlers, Grids, and Games. Me and James will be there. Um, September 14th. I'm at Bridget's Last Laugh up in North Phoenix, uh, and I'm at JP's Comedy Club on September 30th. And you can catch me at JP September 24th. Fuck yeah. Uh, sports betting becomes legal in Arizona September 9th, so I am fully prepared to ruin my life after that date. I'm very excited to gamble. What are you excited to gamble on? Everything. UFC fights, football, baseball. Ooh-wee. I'm excited about that, too. That sounds cool. Um, I can't wait to download like, DraftKings or whatever the fuck and make some fucking bets, dude. You can bet on FanDuel. WWE matches. You can bet on a lot of stuff, dude. I make a fucking killing, dude. Bet on I the know, coin toss. I like the back of my hand. Bet on the coin toss on the Super Bowl. Those are the important dates of my life, though. Uh, James... Thank you again for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Jeremy. Thanks for drinking with me and smoking weed for the afternoon. Absolutely. A- anytime. And uh, We're going to do this again sometime. So. We will absolutely do another one, and we'll make sure that shit doesn't fuck up halfway through again. Absolutely. i got to catch me an Uber home so you guys stay frosty. For sure. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, follow Millennial Meltdown Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you get your shit. Follow James on Instagram, James Linder Barnett. Uh, I'm Jeremy Norman Cox. All right. Peace the fuck out. Later, y'all.